Hey, everybody, before we dive into this podcast today, I just wanted to say that if you like the content that's in the podcast, please reach out to me or follow me on Instagram as well. I am Mike Fancher Official on Instagram. Check it out. I post a lot of content there, including my Stay Driven series on my reels uh, and a lot of inspirational, motivational things as well. All right, so check it out. And here we go. Hey guys, I'm Mike Fancher and welcome to the MindFit Method Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today because this is a topic that I'm very, very passionate about right now, a little fired up about actually, and I'm excited to talk to you today about it. So I'm watching something happen today that I never in my lifetime thought I would ever see. And, you know, if you've read the book uh, that just came out, The Dopamine Intervention, um, you know how our constant reliance and our constant, you know, overabundance of dopamine that we're constantly being, you know, kind of fed with, I guess you could say, because of all the social media and the technology that we use has caused us to be a very uh, non-resilient society. We've lost our resilience um, in so much of society today. It's why everyone's so divided, everyone's so bitter. But because everyone is so divided, I'm watching people and things um, and activities get attacked that should absolutely not be attacked in ways that I have honestly never imagined. So in today's episode, you know, it's a little bit of a rant, but I'm kind of going to talk about the attacks that I'm seeing by mainstream media, by political figures, by quote unquote scientists, I guess you could say, on things that have been proven for centuries to be very good for human beings. I've been watching an attack on exercise. I've been watching an attack on fitness. I've been watching an attack on eating healthy. And I think what's happening is that there are different narratives that are trying to be spread by different groups of people today, whether it's political, whether it's environmental, whether it's, um, you know, there's so many different passionate groups today. And what's really happening is that they're starting to attack things that, number one, they don't make any sense. But number two, I think they're trying to be self-satisfying in a way for to kind of cater or to be a little subservient to people's feelings in a way. And I just want to kind of talk about this today because it's getting to a point where it's absolutely out of control, but I I think it's still worthy of a discussion. Um, And please understand, I'm not trying to bring politics into this conversation. I'm not trying to bring, bring activism on any side of the aisle into this, but I do want to talk quite a bit about health, about fitness, about exercise, about healthy eating, and not only for us as adults and professionals and parents and teachers or whoever we may be, but also for what information we're sharing and giving and teaching our kids today. Um, Because if we continue down the path that we are right now, it's going to get very ugly, not only for us, but we're going to put our kids in an extremely unhealthy situation. So let's kind of dive into some of the things I've been listening to. Um, as of late. And the thing that really got me uh, very recently, last day or two ago, was a article that was posted on a mainstream media site that essentially claimed that being fit and fitness and exercise um, is a form of white supremacy and it's a form of racism. 
And racism is such a heated topic today. Um, I'm not trying to say whether racism does or does not exist. Um, my own personal feelings, honestly, is that, of course, it exists. I abs- We absolutely see um, that people are not treated fairly um, based upon the color of their skin, um, their gender, all of those things. And that is, you know, they, they keep trying to, and they, I mean politicians, keep trying to legislate laws. But what they're not realizing is they're stoking feelings and emotions. And when you do that, you actually create worse situations um, by, by trying to do that. Instead of having people work together, you know, growing up in the 70s and the 80s, um, I'm going to say that I truly did grow up colorblind. Um, I, it didn't matter what color someone was, what race they were, what culture they were, what religion they were. Um, we got along with everybody and we were taught to, you know, you treat everyone as a human being first, as an individual, uh, because every human being has hopes, they have dreams, they have emotions, they have feelings, and you treat people the way that you want to be treated. And now I'm watching things that, the, you know, people are saying are racist, um, which they just don't make any sense. And fitness is, and exercise is one that I, it really bothered me because essentially what I believe is happening is people are trying to negate the importance of being healthy, um, making smart choices, working out, exercising, taking care of your health. Uh, and on the conspiracy theory side of this for me, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, people are looking for votes. They're looking for donations. They're looking for feelings. They're looking for groups. They're looking for division. They're looking for emotion. They're not necessarily looking out for what is best for individuals. And this one really got me because, you know, fitness itself um, could not be less racist um, at all. It's something that every person, regardless of their uh, their color, their skin, um, their religion, their gender, their sexual orientation, whatever it may be, um, fitness is a great thing for everyone. In fact, it can help bring people together. And what I mean by this is, you know, for many years I did CrossFit. I was a CrossFit instructor. And, you know, when you go into a gym, I go into a CrossFit gym and that workout starts, the workout's called a wad, a workout of the day. When that starts, um, the whole world disappears around you. And you have an interesting situation. And I saw this a great deal when I had MindFit. Um, when you put everyone in a situation where they have to work at a very high intensity level for a specific amount of time, and they're doing it in a group, but they're doing it individually. So, you know, everyone around them is doing the same workout. Yes, some might go faster, some might use more weights, um, but everyone in the end is doing their own workout at the ability level that they are able to do it. And let me tell you something when you're in the middle of that workout, if you're watching what everyone else is doing, you're not working out hard enough. It shouldn't matter if the person next to you is incredibly overweight, if it's a woman, if it's a man, if they lift a lot of weights, if they go really fast, if they're in perfect shape, if they're in terrible shape, none of that matters because you're just trying to get through your own workout. You don't need to pay attention to what anyone else is doing when you're focused on what you're doing. And when everyone is done with that workout, even people that have never met before, 
when you've taken the same, when you've just done the same exact workout and now you're hot, you're sweaty, you're out of breath, you just got your butt kicked in a workout and you look around and every one of the people that is in the room with you just went through the exact same thing that you did. They are also just as sweaty, just as out of breath. Yes, they might have got more reps or more rounds. They might have lifted more weight than you did, but everyone worked at their ability level and everyone got the same thing out of the workout. It's an amazing thing. And if you've never experienced a CrossFit workout, I strongly recommend it. The workouts that I do today have components of CrossFit, components of traditional lifting, components of traditional fitness, calisthenics, running. I like a combination more than I like just the the CrossFit workouts today. But after spending years in CrossFit gyms and instructing uh, CrossFit type workouts, I can tell you that it is an amazing thing. So to say that, oh, this is a form of white supremacy or this is racist, um, this is what every person should be doing because we live in a world today where we are dominated by technology. And as I've said many times before, that technology is negatively influencing our neurotransmitter and our, our neuromodulator levels like dopamine in our brain, which is causing frustration, anxiety, depression, um, it's, it's destroying people's mindsets. So then to say that the number one thing that has a positive impact on those things, right, on those negative things that technology is doing to us, which is exercise, which has been proven through scientific studies, that exercise is better than any prescription out there. But to then say, oh, you shouldn't do this because it's racist or you know, it's a form of ultra right wing, whatever. Guys, this is crazy. You want to recapture your mindset. You want to reset your mindset. You want to break the trance that technology has on you. You want to increase your productivity. The fastest way to do all of those things is to start exercising regularly. If you are a school district and you're trying to get kids to learn better, And you think that, gosh, we already have the best curriculum, we have the best teachers, yet the students are struggling so much. So much of that struggle is coming from the fact that dopamine and other neurotransmitters have literally taken over their lives, they've taken over their brains, and it's causing so much distraction, anxiety, again, depression, frustration in the kids that they're not being able to learn correctly. So if you want to fix school, have kids start exercising every single day. Start out their days every day. There's a reason that school districts in Japan do this, and that's why their kids perform at such higher levels than the vast majority of kids in the United States. If you want to fix your employees' um, productivity, have them exercise or encourage a wellness program or corporate wellness program where they are exercising every day. You know, it used to be that companies would... um, start corporate wellness or corporate fitness programs for their employees because if they did it, they got discounts with their insurance company if their uh, members were healthier and they had less sick days. But honestly, what we're really realizing now is the most instant result that you get from someone exercising on a regular basis is that result of a better mindset. It's about their mind. And if you think about this from a backward standpoint, if everyone just exercised with the the goal of having a better mindset and positively affecting their mind, all of the extra positive attributes of exercise, which could be losing weight, getting stronger, being healthier, have a better cardiovascular system, a better pulmonary system, all of those things would come as a byproduct. They come as a 
you know, as the after effect of what you're really focusing on, which is mindset. Because if you fix your mindset with exercise and that's why you're actually working out, then suddenly you're going to do it. You're going to be consistent on a regular basis. So if we were to change that, that, that viewpoint a little bit of how we're looking at exercise, it would help. So my question, I guess, to the world right now is why are media outlets and politicians villainizing exercise, something that is so positive for your, for your mind? It's obviously positive for your body, for your health, um, and yet we're now villainizing this. And look, exercise does not have to be socioeconomically um, limited either. You do not need equipment to work out. You truly don't. You can do everything you need to do with body weight movements um, without even you know having a single dumbbell, a single barbell, a single treadmill, an elliptical. You don't need any of that. Um, anyone can be fit and take care of their body without having to pay a gym, gym membership. One of the things that's interesting is I remember when the COVID uh, pandemic was in full swing, there was a lot of people out there that they were kind of saying, you know what, I really don't want the vaccine. My vaccine is that I work out or I do CrossFit or I do these things. And I remember mainstream media reporters poking fun at them, mimicking them, um, joking about them, saying, oh yeah, what's a bunch of kipping pull-ups going to do for you? And yet, as more and more studies have come out, one of the key indicators of having much less of a um, rough patch during a COVID infection was if the person was fit, if they had exercised on a regular basis, if their cardiopulmonary was fitter, if their body was was uh, of a lower body fat, had more muscle. All of those things led to a person having a much weaker experience of COVID if needed. But yet again, it was being attacked. It was being made fun of. And I guess my question again is why? If this is how someone is overcoming their uh, or, or really taking and focusing their ability to overcome a virus, should they get it? Why wouldn't we do that? I mean, for how long have we been saying, oh, you have to eat chicken soup and, and drink orange juice when you're sick? So, you know, and nobody laughed at that, yet they're going to laugh at people trying to stay healthy um, while they're working out. So there's some, there's some very interesting narrative that's going on here that almost seems to be like society is trying to make us sicker, weaker, less out of shape, or more out of shape, I guess you could say. Um, and it, and essentially saying it's okay to be depressed. And if you are depressed, don't exercise. Yeah, just stay in that level of depression. Stay addicted or stay dependent upon, you know, the pharmaceutical companies to do this. And it, it sounds crazy, right? As I'm saying this out loud, it sounds absolutely crazy. But a huge percentage, if you think about it, of the GDP of the United States is based on healthcare. So if it's based on healthcare, in order to keep that GDP increasing on a regular basis, um, you need sick people. And I, I almost wonder to a point, as insane as that sounds, is that what's happening here? I, I kind of feel like it could be. But it's not just on the exercise front that I'm seeing it either. It's also on the health front. You know, there's so much talk today about plant-based diets versus, you know, essentially an omnivore-based diet where you're eating plants, you're eating meat and things like that. Um, and so much of the conversation seems to revolve around climate change. And yet when you look at certain studies, they say that 
the biggest culprit of climate change are cows and farming. You look at other studies that say it truly has nothing to do with cows and farming. It really has to do with the amount of fossil fuels that we're pulling out of our, of our ground. You look at other studies that say, honestly, the warming of the oceans, the warming of the planet is its normal cycle. We've been warming for the last X number of years since the last ice age. So uh, there's so many different studies that are coming out. And one thing that I always tell people, regardless, and again, this isn't being political, this isn't being leaning left, leaning right, nothing to that extent. But every single study that is ever done is funded by somebody. So if someone is looking to see does X equal Y and they are supporting X, then you can create a study that supports X and it goes the flip-flop way around too. So we have to realize that there's some type of a narrative, there's some type of a discussion that's trying to go on to literally almost shame people into exercising, shame people into eating correctly. Um, Yet, Nobody thinks twice when our obesity rate is climbing so high, when our overall health is, you know, decreasing, when our overall activity levels um, are drastically de- decreasing, and no one's sounding the alarm. Isn't that a little weird? Because whatever we do today as a society is what our kids are learning to do for tomorrow. And that is a terrifying thought to me. I want my kids to have fitness and exercise to just be part of their day. It's not a requirement. There isn't a single time I tell my kids, you need to go work out. Not a single time. In fact, it's actually on the flip where I'm often telling the kids, today you need to take a rest day because you've worked out X number of days in a row and it's too many. Now you have to need to take a rest day. They write their own workouts. I mean, my kids are older now. I have a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 19-year-old. So they write all their own workouts now. They control their own you know, exercise routines and how they do their splits for the week and their reps and all of those things. And sometimes they take advice from me and sometimes they take advice from someone who has a video on TikTok. And I understand that. But the most important thing is that they are exercising. They are working out. But as we talk about these narratives as what's going on, it's not okay. And I'm seeing it on the nutrition side as well. So recently, uh, the FDA pretty much came out with the new food guide pyramid. And I want you to think about this for a minute because this is the most disturbing thing I can imagine. But in that food guide pyramid, it gave the suggestion that it is healthier to eat Lucky Charm cereal than it is to have a steak. Think about that for a minute. If you eat a steak, you're getting protein, you're getting nutrients. If you eat Lucky Charm cereal, you're essentially getting sugar and refined wheat that is full of GMO type pesticide and everything else. And that's what our government now is telling us to eat, right? But again, it came from some scientific study. And clearly that scientific study was trying to push people away from meat and dairy and eggs Um, and whole foods, and encouraging a plant-based diet. Now, for all of you vegetarians out there, if you're vegan out there, I have no issue with vegetarianism, no issue with being a vegan. In fact, you know, having a huge percentage of your your meals and of your total nutrition, of your intake, being vegetables is a fantastic thing. But we also don't need to villainize meat, dairy, eggs, those types of things, because they are extremely good for us. They are what we lived on as a society for many, many, many years. And let me tell you, back then, we were a lot healthier in that society than we are today because 
We ate things that were not processed. We did not consume massive amounts of sugar. Go look to see how much sugar is in a bowl of Lucky Charms and you will be shocked because it's probably about equivalent to that of drinking a Coke. And yet somehow breakfast cereal companies convince society that breakfast cereal is a nutritious thing to eat in the morning when in fact it is not. Our stomachs were not meant to eat gluten and wheat, especially in the modified form that it is today. People don't realize, I often hear people say, you know, when I was a kid, no one was gluten intolerant. That is probably true, but there's a reason for that. And part of that reason has to do with the fact is in the, I think early 90s, a new variant of wheat was approved um, that had been bred and, you know, genetically modified. Once that became the primary type of wheat that was used in society for cereals, breads, cakes, everything else, that is all of a sudden shortly thereafter where gluten intolerance shot through the roof because our stomachs and our digestive systems were not intended to eat those things. They were not intended to break them down. So while people may say you have to eat a plant-based diet, if a plant-based diet means that the majority of your food is coming from wheat, like Lucky Charms, which again was recently in the end of 2022 suggested by the USDA, the, our government, to um, consume more than you consume steak, that is just insanity. Absolute insanity. So again, the question is why? Why is the narrative this way? Why are you trying to make society less healthy? Why are you trying to make them sicker? Because Again, if you tie it in with the mind, if you're sick, how great do you feel from a mindset standpoint? You feel depressed. On top of that, if you're not active and you're not releasing those neurochemicals and those neurofactors to benefit your body, how do you feel? You feel anxiety, frustration, you're depressed. Is that the state that the narrative today wants us in? Because I don't know about you guys, I certainly don't want to be in that state and I absolutely don't want my kids to have to battle that state either. I want them to focus on their health, focus on their nutrition, make smart choices, because this is what's going to create a stronger society tomorrow. Hey, everybody. I hope you guys like this episode. I know I got a little preachy there, but understand I'm just trying to look out for what's best for individuals when it comes to their health and exercise. If you haven't checked out the new book, The Dopamine Intervention, it is available on Amazon. So stay driven and until next time.